Theology, Season 2, with Chad Ashby, pastor of College Street Baptist Church in small town Newberry, South Carolina. I don't know how you found me. Maybe you searched online. Maybe you read something on my blog or something elsewhere uh, that I've written for Christianity Today or Gospel Coalition, Nine Marks, something like that. But however you got here. I'm glad you're here, and I'm excited to get into it, season two of the podcast, and this uh, this season, we're going to have a much more focused topic, I guess, that hones all of, uh, of the episodes for this season. Things were kind of a scattershot for my first round, but I'm excited. We're going to be focusing this entire season, every episode, on missionary heroes. So this is a topic that we've been going through at church. We've been studying different missionaries and their lives and their experiences, and I'm excited to share this with you. So I would encourage you, um, if you have kids, if you've got a family, if you've got a church, uh, if you've got a commute and you just want to start learning about the lives of these amazing people, ordinary people like you and me, uh, whom God used to do extraordinary things for his community, for his kingdom. I would encourage you, um, get ready to use this as a great resource. I'm going to try to keep things succinct, so each episode you're going to learn about only one missionary, and we're going to focus on particularly one aspect of, of what it means to be a missionary, or um, things like um, having a heart for missions, a heart for the lost. Uh, what is the role of church planting in doing missions work? Those kinds of things. We're going to see how these different missionaries, sort of each of them illustrate in their ministry one of these particular aspects. So of all the things that I've taught on at our church, this topic, and it's really doing church history is what we're doing, and then kind of gleaning um, some practical things and then looking into the scriptures, but this topic has moved the hearts of our people more than anything else that I've taught on in the seven, almost seven years I've been at at our church. So I'm really excited to share this with you. Each episode, um, we're going to go through and we're going to learn about one missionary. So I'm excited. It's probably going to take us about 15, I think 15 episodes I have planned. Uh, This is the first one, the intro. We're going to talk through um, what does it mean uh, to think about missions work. And then after this, we're going to start with, I'll lay out at the end. I'll leave it for you. You you keep listening. I'll tell you what missionaries we're going to cover before this episode's done. But as we start with this topic, I want to ask the question, what is a missionary? And... What is the mission of the church? Maybe even to just sort of push it a little more personally for you, have you ever wrestled with the question whether you are called to the mission field? 
Well, these are some things we're going to wrestle through over the next several episodes. We're going to see in the lives of various people. But really, our quest for the answers to these questions, I want to actually start looking for answers in a really unlikely place, which is actually the bedroom of a Babylonian king. The story goes that in the 6th century BC, a king named Nebuchadnezzar woke up from a fretful, sleepless night. A haunting dream left him desperate and searching for answers. None of his political or religious advisors were of any help. The paranoid king knew this dream was otherworldly, this thing that he had experienced during the night, and it would take someone connected to divine power to reveal its meaning. Well, when news reached Daniel, who was a young Hebrew prisoner of war from Jerusalem, Daniel asked for a meeting with the king. And in the day leading up to it, he asked his friends to pray that God would reveal the dream and its interpretation. To be exact, Daniel 2 tells us he told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. Now, I want those two words to stick in your mind. He asked for prayer and mercy from God concerning this mystery. Well, the king granted Daniel's request. And when Daniel spoke with the king about his dream, God revealed the mystery. It was a great statue. The statue was made of various metals, each representing the great kingdoms of the world to come, with Nebuchadnezzar as the head of gold. But the, the amazing thing, the surprising thing about this dream is the smashing climax Daniel says, As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold all together were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That's Daniel 2, 34 through 35. What exactly had King Nebuchadnezzar seen? What is this great mystery that he beheld streaking across the constellation of his mind and shattering all other powers and kingdoms and dominions? It was the kingdom of heaven. But how would this mysterious kingdom come, and when? Well, 600 years later, a man named Paul wrote a letter to a church at a place called Colossae. In it, he put forth a different vision, an image where Nebuchadnezzar was not the head, but the head was another king. Paul writes in Colossians 1, Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. The great mystery that Daniel interpreted in Babylon so many hundreds of years before had finally come to pass. Colossians 1.26, the mystery 
hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God has chosen to make known how great among the Gentile nations are the riches of the glory of this mystery. Do you hear the words again? The same words of Daniel. This mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, as an apostle of Jesus Christ, Paul had been commissioned to take the gospel message to the ends of the earth. The astounding good news was that the Son of God had come down from heaven to become man. He had made peace in this great cosmic battle between God and man by shedding his own blood on a cross. But suffering in the place of sinful, treasonous rebels against his kingdom, he now had the kingly power and authority to bestow forgiveness upon all who repent and believe. Through sent ones, just like Paul, this heavenly king is even now reconciling men and women from every tribe and nation to God by joining them to his body, the church. So uh, if, we were, if we think about Jesus after he died and he was raised, think about the instructions that he gave his disciples. He told them to meet him on, of all places, a mountain. And as his disciples gathered around him and they beheld him in all his glory, the disciples heard these final instructions. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hopefully that passage is really familiar to you. That's the, what we call the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. The book of Acts is the story of how that happened. It begins with the promise that the stone rolled away in Jerusalem would grow into a mountain filling the earth. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the disciples of Jesus Christ were sent as his witnesses to the ends of the earth. As the kingdom of heaven spreads in Acts, certain individuals like Paul and Silas and Barnabas were set apart as pioneer missionaries. But it was the effort of small local churches who fueled the mission of the gospel through prayer, through giving, through going. In fact, uh, when you read the book of Acts, the first missionaries who left their hometown and went forth preaching the gospel were just nameless church members. Acts 8.4, now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. So here's what we're going to do over the next several episodes together. We're going to study the lives of Christians who embodied this global witness, who are a part of this stone flung from heaven that has now grown and grown and continues to grow today to become this great mountain. And it's this great mystery of all of the universe and all of salvation history, Christ in us, that we from every tribe, tongue, and nation are being gathered in to the kingdom of God through the death and resurrection of our Savior and King Jesus Christ. We're going to seek to understand the role of the church 
and our role as individual believers. Because the victory is assured, the kingdom will cover the earth. That's what Daniel saw so many years ago. This mountain, it will eventually cover the whole surface of this globe. So brothers and sisters, the question is not if the Lord is calling you. This is the real question. How? How is the Lord calling you? Daniel 2.44 says, And in those days, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all the kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, a great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. It's this great confidence in the growth and the surety and the unshakableness of the kingdom of heaven that led these men and women to take the gospel to the nations. And so these are the lives that we're going to study together in the next episodes in Functional Theology Season 2. We're going to look at George Leal. Uh, we're going to look at Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, Hudson Taylor, David Brainerd, John G. Payton, David George, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, William Goodell, St. Patrick, Amy Carmichael, Betsy Stockton, Andrew Fuller, and then we're going to finish by thinking about modern South Korean missionaries. So it's going to be a great season. Uh, I hope that you will share this with your friends and you'll get excited, share with your kids, uh, with your small group, and we're going to learn, have a great time learning about these lives together. Uh, if you want to find out more about my content, you can always check me out on at chadashby.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at chad underscore ashby. And... Uh, I'd love to connect with you. You can also find me on Facebook. Just look for my author page under the name Chad C. Ashby. And I will see you next time as we begin to study the life of George Leo, missionary to Jamaica. Wait till the years, they don't call.